Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The game is over, but we are just getting started. So this is the thanks I get for working overtime. Overtime! Welcome to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles. On 95.7 The Game. That was ugly. Holy smokes. Hey, it's not over yet. You remember that Michigan State-Michigan game a couple yeah, years no, ago? Yeah, no, it's over. The Broncos just kneeling it out. They are going to beat the 49ers 11-10. to And it turns out, Jimmy Garoppolo, not the savior of the franchise. It turns out, Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback that we all thought and knew he was. He's fine. He is prob- He is a good NFL backup and an average NFL starter, and once again, we see a game where the 49ers need their quarterback to make a play, and he can't. Cue up the Dennis Green. He is who he thought he was. Um, yeah, 49ers couldn't get the job done. Second half, I mean, I'm just going through the, the drive pathetic. list right now. It was pathetic. Uh 54 yards in the second half before that final drive. I'd have to tally up the total number right now, but definitely lower than 100 yards. Two-play drive of seven yards, a fumble out of the gate. The two-play drive of minus two yards and a safety. Four-play drive of ten yards and a punt. Another four-play drive, eight yards and a field goal that they were gifted by the defense that played outstanding. They're amazing. And then a four-play 31-yard drive. So until that final, and I think they had two first downs, one by Jennings, one by McLeod on their second-to-final drive. They had only had two first downs the entire second half. The use check Oof. catch and the uh, Jeff Wilson 18-yard run. What did we just watch? We watched a bad offense. I That's wasn't worried at halftime, were you? That, uh, no, I'm always worried when Russell Wilson is quarterbacking, to be fair. He, he looked but, cooked. I mean, the, he did. He wasn't good. The Niners' defense, again, 3.7 yards per play. To give you an idea of what, of what that means, the Bills led the NFL last year in yards per play allowed, and they were like a little over four yards a play. So for 3.7 yards per play, that is immaculate. You can't play defense better than the 49ers played it tonight, for the most part. They had the one drive. They've now given up four offensive touchdowns in three weeks, and the 49ers are one and two. This is supposed to be the best offensive head coach in the league, in Kyle Shanahan. They couldn't figure it out with Trey Lance. They scored 10 points in the monsoon in, in, in Chicago. Uh, in a game where Chicago figured out how to put three touchdowns on the board. And they they come out against Seattle. They put up 27. They take advantage of a couple turnovers. Okay, they're back on track. And then tonight, they punt on their first drive. They cruise down the field 75 yards. I think it was six plays on their second drive. They got the big run from Jeff Wilson. It was like, all right, there we go. Now they're cooking with gas. And then it, it, they sh- the faucet got shut off. Yeah, a play calling didn't make a ton of sense. One thing that I don't like... 49ers are a team that grounds and pounds, that Mm -hmm. is supposed to control time of possession if you want to win. They were dominated in time of possession today. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to churn, churn out yards methodically. And how do you do that? You run the football. Were they running the football in the second half? Denver ran it 30 times. Uh, San Francisco ran it 19. They were efficient on those 19 runs with, um, let's see, I believe it was 88 yards yep. on 19 runs. So they were doing just fine, and they completely abandoned the run in the second half. And when you're a team that doesn't have 
a proven, I don't know if that's the right word to call Jimmy Garoppolo, a good, a great quarterback, Mm -hmm. run the football. Yep. They had, yeah, 12 runs at halftime, seven in the second half. That just doesn't, that's not this team's identity. And it's not like they were playing from behind. No. They were ahead. Even with even with six minutes left when Denver was before the big, I think it was Jerry Judy that had that catch, right? Yeah, on the Judy, third down. Yeah. Judy had the big third down catch. Before that, there was not a moment in my mind where I thought San Francisco was going to lose this game. Not one. The 49ers had... What was that? <laughs> they had the 75-yard touchdown drive. After that... 7 yards, 24 yards, 38 yards, 1, 5, 7, negative 2, 10, 8. That's six consecutive possessions where the most yards they gained in a drive was 10. Then they had 31 yards and 23 yards in the pick, and then they went four yards before the fumble uh, on Jeff Wilson that ended the game. This is a team that has a lot of problems and I don't think has any good answers. Trent Williams goes down. The team ruled him out with an ankle injury. Dr. Narav Pandya from UCSF Hospitals. Obviously, he doesn't know. He's not in the room. He's not doing the evaluations. But he said the mechanism on the play makes it look like maybe a high ankle for Trent Williams. It's an issue he dealt with last year. Uh, Held him out of Week 18. You could tell in the NFC Championship game he was super hobbled. But they don't have a great answer there. They put in Jalen Moore, the second-year man from Western Michigan, a fifth-round pick. He didn't play well, so they take him out. They put Colton McKivitz, third-year guy from West Virginia. And he's he's fine. He's, He's a backup tackle. Like, they just don't. It's not like you're going to replace Trent Williams, but when you can't just run to the left side at all, they don't they don't have any answers. And last year, I think we're seeing just how important Debo Samuel was for generating offense for them last year, because he goes five carries for six yards today, and they could do nothing. And if it's not Debo making plays with the ball in his hands, I don't know who you're confident in to make plays. I looked at you, I want to say it was midway through the second quarter, Debo Samuel had five catches for 73 yards or or something along those numbers. Those were his final stat line. I don't know if he had four for 60 at that point, but basically he had done all his work by halftime. Did you see him at all in the second half? I mean, last play of the game, Jimmy was trying to force feed it in there, throwing it into double coverage. That's another thing with Garoppolo today. How many times were balls up in the air for grabs? How many times did he try to force it? into tight spaces, and it just was not working out whatsoever. Broncos get it done. Winners 11-10. And I'll be the first one to say it right here. 888-957-957. You, you tell me if I'm wrong. San Francisco just lost to a bad football team. Yeah. The, bro- the, de- the Broncos were not good, man. No. There was a, a play here and there, but for the most part, the defense was was excellent tonight. They shut down a team that's probably not going to be very good. And I don't know... I don't have a great answer for you. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be the answer, right? This is a guy that, oh, now they can win a Super Bowl. Oh, they're better now with Jimmy. Now they look about the same. They throw it more with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the difference. No QB power runs tonight, by the way. Kyle Shanahan learning his lesson. But I don't... (laughs) This is why they moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Games like this. This is why... They want to go to Trey Lance. This is why they, despite people go, I don't know, he's took it to the NFC Championship game. I don't know how how you move on from that guy because of this. Because this is what the offense more nights than not looks like. Yeah, and he had a chance to win you the game on the, uh, I keep saying the final drive, but the the final drive was that fumble there by Jeff Wilson. and Or was that Ray Ray McLeod? It was Jeff Wilson. It all moved so quickly because... For uh, about three and a half quarters, I'm preparing for a winning postgame show. It never crossed my mind once that San Francisco was going to lose that football game until they got the ball in the end zone there. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world did we just watch? And the answer is, we watched nothing. We watched it. And in pure George Costanza, Jerry Seinfeld fashion, <laughs> it was a football game about no- I mean, that second half... We saw nothing from the offense. Right, you kept waiting for one of the teams to be like, okay, there we go. Now they're out of the funk. They're going to start moving the ball. But it was just the Broncos put together one drive, the 49ers put together one drive, and the difference in the game was Jimmy Garoppolo stepping out of the back of the end zone You're to right. take a safety on a play where he threw a pick six and Trent Williams got hurt. Let's hear it. Second and 10 from his own end zone. Garoppolo's out of the end zone. It's a safety. Remember, Dan Orlovsky did that. 
stepped all the way out of the end zone. It's a safety, and that kills the play before everything else on the pick. So it is seven to five, and Trent Williams is shaken up for the Niners. I don't know that I've ever seen a safety be a break for a team, but it certainly was there. Is that like the worst play of the Shanahan era? That like was safety slash safety negates pick six on play where star left tackle gets hurt. In hindsight, you lose the game because of that play too. So right, yeah, that's the type of stuff when people mock Jimmy Garoppolo and they say Garpupolo, they say Garbaggio and stuff like that. Garpupolo. I've heard it, yeah. I mean, okay. you, you have all the P's next to each other. You're looking at it quickly. You, you don't know who he is, maybe. But th- that was not a good play whatsoever. And, and this is a, a Kyle Shanahan offense. This is what we've seen. I see people on the text line saying, it's time to throw Brock Purdy in there and see what you got. I don't know <laughs> after one week if, if that's... That. I mean, first half, I thought Jimmy looked fine. He, he was getting the job done. Um, this isn't going to be an explosive offense. No. I don't know if it would have been no. with Trey Lance. I seriously doubt it. But but this isn't even this, this. Okay, this is something I want to do. An eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Get on the phone. Get on the uh, Comcast Business text line get right now. Kyle Madsen, Charlie Walter, we're rocking with you uh, for for the next couple hours. And and I know Forty ers fans have something to say. So get in here. Uh, we want to hear from you. But this isn't. I want to. Trey Lance doesn't belong in this conversation. He's over here. He's hurt. He's a non-factor right now. We won't say this his name about, the rest of the show. No, it'll come up, but th- I don't want to make this a Trey versus Jimmy thing. Would Trey have won this game? I don't know. That's not the point. The point is, is that Jimmy Garoppolo, again, wasn't good enough. Like, if you want to, when you boil this game down, was the Jeff Wilson Jr. fumble on the last play of the game bad? Sure. Yeah. You, you obviously don't want to fumble. And were there, was there a drop or two in there? Yeah, sure. Like, absolutely. But, Time and time again, we leave 49ers games going, God, that defense is really good, but the offense just didn't do enough. And when they do do enough, it's like, eh, they just they just got there. They just, hey, yeah, they got a big play from Debo Samuel. They got fourth and two in New Orleans. They got George Kittle to, to run for 45 yards and get him in field goal range. When that's not there... I just were you con- when 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 Seattle scored to make it eleven to ten, which is a hilarious score by the way. Like saying eleven ten like it's normal, but um, when they scored to make it eleven to ten, it was like, do you think Garoppolo is going to come out and lead them on a drive? I did that like three times. You said Seattle, Denver, and I did that like three times the other day because when you see Russell Wilson for the Broncos, you just assume Seattle, and for some reason Denver kind of reminds me of Seattle. But um, no. I did not think, even when they were nearing midfield right there after the McLeod catch, I just, I've seen enough over the years to know that at some point something was going to go wrong in that football game uh, or in that final drive. And that's what we saw. It was the exact way that when people get on Jimmy Garoppolo and they say he makes that one errant mistake every single game, he hadn't made that errant mistake. We were waiting for it, and it was right there. And what what kind of play was it? It was Debo Samuel over the middle in a play where the cornerback trailing Debo knew where he was going, knew where the route was, so he jumped that route. The safety coming over the top jumped the route because he knew exactly where the ball was going to go. And then Jonas Griffith, the linebacker who who intercepted the ball, was making his way toward Debo because Garoppolo had locked in on him. Like That's their offense. When they need a big play, it's Debo Samuel over the middle. And here's the thing. We're, we're breaking down this game, but at the same time, we are posing the question, 888-957-9570, how do you fix this? Because whether it's Brock Purdy out there, and I don't think it's ever going to get no, to that point. Not, they're not pulling Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. He is who he is. You know who he is. You've seen plenty of him at this point. Right. What do you do? Do you change up the playbook? Do you? I, I mean, I would have said run it more than nineteen times when I, you're efficiently running. I um, I want to. I, I have some thoughts on that on on fixing it and the whole here. Let the let Jimmy Cook thing. Here's why Kyle Shanahan was annoyed. Kyle Shanahan was annoyed because it's not about the play calling. It's about Jimmy. There were multiple times tonight where he had guys running open deep and didn't connect with them. Didn't even see him. There was one where he had Debo Samuel wide open down the right side, looks that way like pump fakes, and then comes back to the other side. 
He had Debo wide open up the left sideline, connected, like made the throw and he caught it. But it was Debo was lined up in the backfield. He runs like a wheel route, so he gets lined up on a linebacker. And so it's a linebacker chasing Debo. Advantage 49ers, right? Debo blows by him. Garoppolo throws it up and threw it up like, God, I hope he just catches it. Because if he hits him in stride, Debo's gone. Easy. There's nobody behind him. But because he underthrew it, he had to turn around. He makes a catch. He falls down out of bounds. And it's like, yeah, it's a nice little gain. But they left 65 yards on the field. Like, that's unacceptable. 408, run the ball on every single down. He's, I mean, he sounds like he just wants to put Debo Samuel in the Wildcat. Forget <laughs> Jimmy. Put Debo in the Wildcat. Put Juszczyk in the backfield and Ayuk on his left and, and just run the... But, uh, <laughs> that, 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 I'm in. Like, let's do it. No, I, I, the, the issue is with, hey, run it more. It's like teams know they want to do that. They're stacking up and forcing Garoppolo to beat them, but he can't. At least not on a regular basis. There are going to be people that have games that you can point to. Oh, Arizona in 2019 and uh, the the Saints game. And yeah, there's games here and there that you can point to. But it's like when he went onto the field tonight, it was like, this game's over. Like the, the Broncos are up 11-10. Like I'm not counting on Jimmy Garoppolo to go make plays. And sometimes he doesn't. You're pleasantly surprised. But ideally in the modern NFL, you're like, yeah, our quarterback's going to go make a play. And... I don't know anybody who, when Garoppolo trotted onto the field, was like, yeah, this is it's our time. Here we go. Niners are winning this game. At the end of the day, I sit here and watch this team. They have a, a Super Bowl defense. There's no doubt about it. You put this defense on, let's give this defense to the Miami Dolphins. That's Super Bowl, cha- you know, that's a, a championship yeah. caliber team. You put this defense on, on 70% of the NFL teams, and they're, they're probably up there for a Super Bowl. But this offense, from what we've seen three weeks in, it's not good. It's not good at all, and we right. just don't know how this offense gets any better because it starts at the quarterback position, and it starts in the trenches. The line's not any good. The quarterback's not great. So what do you do? I'm not 100% sure. 888-957-9570. Lines are lit up, so make sure you're getting in here. The Comcast Business text line is that same number, 888-957-9570. We're going to start with Timo in Oakland. Timo, you're on overtime with Kyle Madsen and Chuck. Uh, Kyle Madsen and Chuck, what's up, man? Hey, you guys are way too kind to Garoppolo. (laughs) I mean, seriously, the guy... Does he have any kind of field presence? I mean, when they're on the one, how many quarterbacks know that you have maybe a two, three-step drop and you got to get that ball out? This guy, look at his feet. Watch that play. The guy has no idea of where he is. And then, what, three turnovers. I'm not even counting the fumbles. Three turnovers on this guy alone. And really, does he have any kind of of sideways or lateral mobility? I mean, once they pinch the pocket on both sides, the guy's dead. He has absolutely no field presence. I mean, come on. I agree with you guys 100%. I feel bad for the defense. They played an outstanding game. But realistically, this guy is a joke. I mean, plain and simple. You guys go watch the film and watch every play. Take a look at it. Where is the mobility? What is he going to do next week? That's going to be the lap. Th- thanks, thanks, thanks Timo. Yes, sir. Appreciate for the call. It. That's a good way to start. So that's 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 kind of the thing. Um, there was so much talk. Now we're going to bring up Trey Lance again. That I'm unpinning Trey Lance. Let's here, here he is. All right, we'll bring but, him back. But there was so much talk about what he can and can't do. But one of the things he did, I thought pretty well, was navigate the pocket. That is not something Jimmy Garoppolo is particularly adept at. And that's not new. And I don't know if that's post-ACL stuff, because when he first came in in 2017, I was like, yeah, okay. Or I don't know if that was just him figuring out the offense and being like, hey, I'm just going to go mess around out here and figure it out. But his his pocket presence is bad. How many times do you see Jimmy Garoppolo get to the top of his drop, hitch that once, first read's not there, and he gets happy feet and starts looking around? There's not that feel. There's not that... When Aaron Rodgers gets pressured, or Tom Brady, or Justin Herbert, or Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson, or pick pick a pick one of the good quarterbacks in the league, they step up and through, they roll out. There's not like this panic 
that sets in the way it does with Jimmy Garoppolo to where he's shuffling backwards out of the back of the end zone. That's an insane play. That's the play that five years down the road when 49ers fans look back at the Jimmy Garoppolo era and say, all right, where did it all go wrong? Potentially, mm-hmm. and, and granted, there's a lot of season left. A lot can happen. But that's what you point to that's a micronism of microcosm of every single thing that has gone wrong in his era. Because, I mean... One, the awareness to, mm-hmm. to just be five feet over the line, it seemed like, you know, two feet over twice. And then to fire the pick six that obviously didn't stand. And Trent Williams is hurt on the play. It's just a combination of everything there where you're like, what is going on? I thought that the worst Jimmy Garoppolo play I would ever see was the game against Green Bay last year where he stuffed the ball behind him for a fumble to avoid a sack. He threw the ball backwards and didn't know the rule that that's not an incomplete pass, it's a fumble. I thought that would be like the defining bad Jimmy Garoppolo play, but we have a new one. We, when Unless this year culminates in a Super Bowl, which after watching tonight, I don't know how you feel like it can, but that's going to be the play that people circle and go like, this that's Jimmy. Yeah. For all the good, for all the, hey, hey, he hit Debo Samuel that one time in Week 18 against the Rams. And, oh, he had that touchdown to Juwan Jennings. Oh, remember the fourth and two to George Kittle in New Orleans? For all those, it's like, yeah, but he ran out of the back of the end zone on Sunday Night Football against the Broncos in a game they lost by one point. And it's happened so few times, something that egregious, to where the only name that people could bring up is Dan Orlovsky. And guess what? In 10 years, they're not going to be saying Dan Orlovsky anymore. They're going, be saying, they're going to be saying Jimmy Garoppolo. Dan Orlovsky was popping bottles on Jimmy Garoppolo's ass. That's where Jimmy is. He's got Dan Orlovsky celebrating his failures. Yeah. He's That's like, crazy. Yeah. He's like, this play is no longer dedicated to me anymore. Jimmy Garoppolo enters the table. He was a bigger, he's a bigger quarterback than I ever was. I may be the bigger personality as of right now, but he's a bigger quarterback than right. I ever was. So guess what? He takes the bait. That's now the Jimmy Garoppolo play for the rest of eternity until someone goes out there and makes that boneheaded play. And that's all on Jimmy. There's no one else. There, yep. The pocket isn't collapsing, pushing him back. That's just a straight, no field awareness whatsoever. Yeah. Like I don't you gotta get, it. get you're right. At some point, you got to get horizontal there, right? You, you have 10 yards to go vertical. And at some point, you got to get east to west. And he just didn't. Adam in San Francisco wants to jump on. Adam, what the hell happened tonight, man? Well, man, I feel like we're just, like, watching the same game, but different teams, you know, (laughs) it's like, at what, at what point, and and believe me that I am fully on behind, like, the Jimmy hate is, yeah, he, you know, Willard likes to talk about all the time, well, he's a winner, well, I'm sorry, he's not, he's never won the big game and has proven to choke, and tonight, I'm sorry, that safety was... (laughs) That caps up. You were talking about the Green Bay game. I was thinking back to the Dallas game in the playoffs where he almost threw the pick six and led them back into it. He's just not – he doesn't know what he's doing. But you know what? I'm going to say this, though. At what point, though, do we start to fault Kyle Shanahan? Because it's like, what are you you calling out there? Like, some of these plays are really bad. And it's like that – that play was his fault, you know, but the, 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 the taking the, or not, not accepting the holding call on third down just to give them three points or the, at some point, it's just like Kyle Shanahan is starting to get on my nerves, but like, what do you do? Right. Thanks. And thanks for the call, Adam. And Adam hit it. What do you do? Like, okay. Yeah. You can blame Shanahan, but I think if you got in a room with Kyle Shanahan, and off the record, and he's just going to tell you like it is, I think there's probably some level of distrust with Garoppolo where he feels like he, he, Kyle Shanahan, is limited in what he can do and what he can call because there's throws Garoppolo can't or won't make. Yeah, well, you ask me for my solution. I don't Please. have much. I do have <laughs> one thing. We are in the, the tech capital of the world. You could build a time machine, go back into time, keep Mike McDaniel, and, and pay him the house, and then maybe he's the mastermind behind that, because I've seen that a lot on the text line. 
Like maybe Mike McDaniel was actually the the creative genius. We but, heard those but, sound bites but, about about Kyle Shanahan bringing the the green notebook from Waterboy to the but, you know to dinner table and everything. Maybe it was McDaniel. But McDaniel has a quarterback that'll cut it loose and complete a deep ball. Uh, yeah, but what were we saying about Tua literally three weeks ago? Everyone said Tua's trash, and now Tua's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, well, he can complete a deep pass. He can. He'll throw about. 15 into the dirt, too. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I think there's throws he can make that uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo can't. Let's get Kevin in Oklahoma City. Kevin, you're on overtime with Kyle Madsen and Chuck. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. I tell you what. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly embarrassed. I'm out here in Oklahoma City. Barry guy. I I just think Jimmy Garoppolo, man, I just really think that he he, he just kind of guesses he doesn't have a feel for throwing the ball even the balls he completes it's like mm-hmm. they shouldn't he shouldn't do that pass he barely gets it in <laughs> there you think it's going to be a pick and it's just like he closes his eyes and just kind of prays that it's just going to go down like that and it's i, I don't know man i don't know but I, I don't know why we let them kick the field goal anyway though uh that's that's on shanahan i don't know yeah but it, this is really disappointing i'm thoroughly embarrassed i'm out here and Kansas City Chiefs country and Dallas Cowboy country. Hey, at least at least the Chiefs lost to the Colts today, so nobody can say much this week. Thanks, Kevin. And and Kevin, you can always tell them that the Warriors got Kevin Durant and won titles. You have that over him too. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I'm. That's an interesting observation that you brought up. Like you're always surprised when Garoppolo completes one, and I don't want to say surprise necessarily, but. The, the completion to Jennings, their first third down conversion of the night, which came with three minutes left in the, in the fourth quarter. That ball floats to the outside, and it's the entire time. Chris Collins were said it too. Like, oh, that, sh- that like should have been a pick six. And it just snuck in. I mean, it's a good ball placement, but the, not a lot of zip on it. And it's just, that's the Jimmy experience. Like, it's just, he's fine. And can the 49ers still make the playoffs? Like, yeah, of course. We're... Grandy, if there's a way he's in the back, if there's a way you can get a number on how many deflected balls there were up in the air that had a potential chance of being caught, I counted at least, I want to say there was at least four. I'd set my over-under at four and a half. Let me, I can I can get this for you right now. Let's see. Really? We're, we we're have, that advanced uh, one, with the metrics two, nowadays three, that you can five. find it? So there were six batted passes tonight. Uh, six? Six, yeah. He only six threw passes how many? Defensed. Yeah. Uh, that includes the interception, though. Uh, he threw 29 times. So six of his 29. So A defender got a hand on six of his so 29 So a fifth throws. of his passes. Yeah, either got tipped or batted down. That's terrible. Or intercepted. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's just like, in a league where passing is so important, I understand the Niners are built around their defense. They're built around their run game. We know these things. And the ask is not for Jimmy Garoppolo to be Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. The ask is to be competent in big spots, and he consistently underdelivers. And this is not new. What we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo tonight was not some. This wasn't a revelation of like, oh, huh, Jimmy's may, huh, maybe Jimmy's not great. Like, no, we know what he is. I think people put the beer goggles on a little bit though, and, and had the blinders on just because you, you saw what Trey Lance was bringing to the table, and he wasn't exactly what you wanted him it to be two weeks looking. in. It didn't look as crisp. The offense wasn't doing anything. Um, they had the loss, and you point to a couple of things. One being Jimmy wins games. The record. We'll put him in there. We'll just win games regardless of what he does. And granted, I- I'm not going to say it was the uh, it was solely Jimmy that lost him the game tonight, but he sure as hell didn't go and win it. He right. had the chance to go and win it. He didn't take it. Didn't help. Um, the 49ers in that, in that crazy weather game in Chicago in week one, they were 8 of 17 on third down. Tonight, 1 of 10. And that one was late in the fourth quarter. We got time for one more call here in this segment. Let's get to Kenny in San Francisco. Kenny, you're on with uh, Kyle and Chuck hey. on overtime. What's up? Yeah, what's up, Kyle? I, I completely agree with you. The Dan Orlovsky comparison is definitely exactly what we saw. But my my main question for the night between you and Chuck is, is this defense better than the 2019 defense? And I could take your answer offline. All right, thanks, Kenny. Yeah, maybe. I need to see a full season of it. But right now, like, they're kind of trending that way. Yeah, I, I think their secondary is a little bit better. 
and that allows them to to be a little bit more creative in their coverages and the way they can stop the run. Um, but yeah, I need to see seventeen games of it first. Yeah, you got to stay healthy. I think too. it's trending. Yeah, got to stay healthy. But I think it's trending that way. Like their their defense was awesome all night, and they they the Broncos got rolling for for one drive. They scored a touchdown. Like that's going to happen in the NFL. You think in a game where your defense holds the opposing offense to nine points, you you feel like you're going to win a lot of those games. And they didn't like that's, and it's a product of their quarterback play. It's just not dynamic enough. Jimmy's not bad. He's not bad. He's not terrible. He's not, but he's just not dynamic enough. He is. He's just a dude. And winning in the NFL with just a dude at quarterback isn't isn't something you're going to do. Two first downs in the second half. That's all I got to say. Good quarterback. And Denver's defense is pretty good. Like, don't get me wrong, but there were there were opportunities for the Forty Nine ers to score tonight. And they just couldn't capitalize. Denver's defense is really good, but that's not a good football team. And, and you just gave up another opportunity. That's now two games on the road. Chicago and Denver, two games that... And granted, before the season, you probably pointed to this game and said, we, we'll probably lose that game. 49ers will probably lose in Denver. But you also thought Denver was going to be a better team than right, they've showed. Right. Fans are booing them all game. This is the second straight game that Denver fans were booing their team, and they won. It's How really often bad. do you hear that happen? It's really bad. All right, 888-957-9570. What do you do if you're the 49ers? How do you fix this? That's the answer uh, Chuck and I are looking for. I'm Kyle Matson. He's Chuck. I see everybody on the line. We'll get to you on the other side. Um, how do you fix the 49ers? We're figuring it out on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Overtime. With Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. Jimmy Garoppolo getting spicy. Yes. Uh oh. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Madsen, Chuck, we're hanging out with you uh, for the next couple hours. I see everybody on the line, 888 957 9570, if you want to join the conversation. We're trying to figure out what the heck is next for the 49ers after that debacle tonight. It at in uh, in Denver, the 49ers lose eleven to ten. It turns out Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. At least not tonight. He wasn't. Maybe he will be down the road, but tonight he was not. And it just kind of looked like a typical Jimmy Garoppolo start. But the play of the night, the play that defined the night and might wind up defining the Jimmy Garoppolo era, was in the third quarter when the 49ers were backed up against their own goal line and Jimmy Garoppolo dropped a pass. And stepped out the back of the end zone for a safety. Second and ten from his own end zone. Well, Garoppolo's out of the end zone. It's a safety. Remember, Dan Orlovsky did that. Stepped all the way out of the end zone. It's a safety, and that kills the play before everything else on the pick. So it is seven to 7-5, and Trent Williams is shaken up for the Niners. 
I don't know that I've ever seen a safety be a break for a team, but it certainly was there. Oof. Mike Tirico and Chris Collins were on the call for NBC. And here's what Garoppolo had to say after the game. So the, the big talking point all week was what Jimmy Garoppolo said about Kyle Shanahan's play calling and likes to have more freedom. And then Shanahan saying like, oh, you guys are making too much of that. You'd have to ask him why he said that. Da, 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 da. Here's what Jimmy Garoppolo had to say after the game about that safety. Quote, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but I just got to get into game shape and get rolling now. I was just running the play, trying to buy some time for it. It was a longer developing play, tough situation, that whole thing. So that, to me, sounds like Jimmy Garoppolo is blaming the play call for his running out the back of the Well, end. didn't he seem more confident, more comfortable, more cohesive, everything, without having time to prepare? Didn't it seem like last week against Seattle when he was just kind of thrown in there? Yeah. Off the cuff? Yeah, hey, you're winging, winging it, it, yeah. Winging it on the fly. It, it, and granted, it's Seattle. Their defense isn't as good as Denver's, mm-hmm. although they did beat them head-to-head. But with that being said, it, it just seemed like he was a little more comfortable last week, and today, in the second half especially, I, I mean, where does that rank in terms of worst performances? He didn't do anything good in the second half. There wasn't one. The throw to check. That was a nice throw. That's a good little throw. Nice throw, nice catch. Aside mm-hmm. from that, name one play in the second half. Text liners, give it to us. One play where it was like, <laughs> that was a good play by Jimmy. There was the throw to Juwan Jennings on the, on the third down conversion. Okay. That's a decent throw. Okay, there's two. Haven't picked up a third down tonight. Empty out of the backfield. Garoppolo's throw is caught by Juwan Jennings. Oh my goodness, what a throw. They were laughing in disbelief. That's Mike Tirico and Chris Collins with NBC Sports again. They were laughing because the ball placement was was good. Like that, I, I want to try and be objective here. The ball placement was very good. The velocity was not, and there was a defensive back there who nearly had hands on it, and it would have gone for six the other way. And that, how many times have we seen that throw get picked off by for from from Garoppolo? Quite a bit, a lot. It happens all the time. And that's that's kind of why, like we said, they're they're moving on. Let's talk to Robin in San Francisco. Robin, get in here. What the heck happened tonight in Denver, and how did the 49ers fix it? You're on overtime with Kyle and Chuck. So you guys are not going to like what I have to say to each one of you, but I'm going to talk to you like I talk to my sons. This is bad radio. It's beat up Jimmy Garoppolo tonight, okay? And you never once considered certain things, and I'm not a, a Jimmy Garoppolo like but I like to look at things and process things as a whole. Okay. First of all, you never gave a man any consideration that he's just coming back, that he's, he still might be a little rusty. Yes, there are still some things that, that are common with Jimmy, but look at that line. Look at that guard, like that fumble. You blame Jimmy. But that center is new. Isn't that center a rookie? Then look at that, 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 uh, once Trick went down, it was all over with. McGlinchey sucks. He was under pressure all night. His timing, he did not have a good game. It's clear his timing was off. When he got intercepted, you could tell that the receiver ran the wrong route because if he had been in the place where Jim threw it, it would have been a first down. I mean, do you guys ever consider looking at the whole game in its totality as opposed to just focusing on what Jimmy is in. Yeah, 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 Robin. No, Robin, um, I do. The problem is is we've seen that exact game from Jimmy Garoppolo a million times. That's just who he is. Why was that not a problem last week? Why was nobody talking about how bad the offensive line was when Trey Lance was in at quarterback? You know, like there's just shortcomings that Jimmy Garoppolo has as a quarterback, and they were all exposed tonight. And uh, just to uh, just to be fair to us, um, I never blamed the fumble at the goal line on Garoppolo. I didn't mention the fumble. That was on, yeah, that's on Jake Brendel, their center who's not very good. So thanks for the call, Robin. Like what, is the 49ers offensive line not very good? Yeah. And we talked about Trent Williams going down. <clears throat> that was huge. Not being able to run to that side... Is, Who are you going to blame that last throw on? I mean, if you're looking for a scapegoat, because we all are right now, you, you, I mean, you don't want to blame it on one person. I, I I sat here 15 minutes ago. I just said you can't pin the entire thing on Jimmy Garoppolo. He didn't win you the game. He sure as hell didn't lose you the game. Both <laughs> of those things can be true. <laughs> you're saying, huh? <laughs> he wasn't very good, man. 
And maybe he's rusty. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo in Week Seven that last against throw the Chiefs in the double coverage, is going to be he's going to be awesome, and it's going to be like wow, Jimmy's the savior. But no, the point is is that after last week, Trey Lance goes down, and everybody says, "Hey, the forty I shouldn't say everybody. You hear a lot of people saying, "Hey, the Forty ers are better now. The Forty ers are a Super Bowl contender now." And when you watch that tonight, it sure didn't look like it. And whether that's because of the offensive line, whether that's because of the running backs, whether it's because of the wide receivers or the tight ends or the linebackers or the kicker, I don't care. But it was presented as Jimmy Garoppolo is going to fix all of this. And it's very clear based on tonight, he's not. Because he is who he is. Yeah, and, and I had the blinders on. I was one of those people that I guess time had gotten away. We always talk about the longer someone sits on the sideline, the more they start to look like Steve Young when the, when the alternative doesn't seem like anything special. And, and I saw Garoppolo sitting on the sidelines and said, you know what, I think he does give this team a better chance to win this season. I think a lot of people thought that. And th- there's no reason to compare because he, unless you think you're going to get Brock Purdy some run and people on the text line love that option, I don't know if it's the trolls coming in or if they actually think Brock Purdy gives you a better chance to win. But Jimmy Garoppolo, he is who he is. And tonight he had chances, two chances at the end, uh, th- to march the team down the field and put a field goal on the board to win you the game. One had a really good chance, had him around midfield, and he threw it into double coverage. Like, I don't want to get on the guy. He, he Look, Jimmy's good leader wins a lot of football games, but that's a bad throw. Yes. And it wasn't third and 17 where he needed to sling it. I'm pretty sure it was first down. And this is where... I'm pretty sure it was first down, was it not? I'll look that up. Get, go on with Robin. Robin said she brought up totality of the game. So that's... Okay. When you look at that game tonight, I'm not putting anything on the 49ers defense. I thought the 49ers defense was excellent. So now let's look at the offense. The offensive line, when you looked at it through the first few weeks, it's like, okay, Trent Williams is clearly knocking some rust off, but he didn't play at all in the preseason, so, you know, he's still figuring it out. Four and a half yards of carry. What? I said four and a half yards of carry, so the the run game's not the issue. No, 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 no. So you have Trent Williams, who through the first couple of weeks is fine. Not dominant Trent Williams, but fine. Uh, Aaron Banks hadn't a lot of pressure yet. Jake Brendel, the center, was not great. But uh, Spencer Burford, the rookie, the right guard, had been really good. A lot of praise for the 49ers interior. Mike McGlinchey was Mike McGlinchey. Is he a great pass protector? No, but he's a pretty good run blocker. Like, the the fact of the matter is, is your quarterback is supposed to be the player that, hey, yeah, overcomes when, you know, the left guard misses a block. Or overcomes when, um, okay, second and six, there's a drop pass, so now it's third and six. Now he's got to go make a play. Like, that's just it. And it was on full display tonight. And like I said, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit rusty. Because he didn't get a preseason. He didn't even get training camp. But we have a large sample size to know that he's never going to be that player. Right. And that's it, that, fair. That's, I mean, the, that's the issue. Is it's not like, man, he was way worse tonight than normal. Jimmy. I mean, right. he, he's a winner. He's a good leader. He, he gets the job done in a lot of senses. But, yes, the point we are both trying to make here is if you thought he was going to step in and turn this offense into a competent offense, because right now it's not competent. It's not a good no. offense whatsoever. And then when we talk about reasons where you can pin something on Jimmy, first and ten, two minutes, six seconds to go in the ballgame. You got timeouts. You have the two-minute warning. You have plenty of time to make the right decisions. And if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you're starving for this situation. You are absolutely, you've been waiting for an opportunity to prove the doubters wrong. You just got fired to... To really come in with a chip on your shoulder and make that play that makes people say, Jimmy won us that game. First and 10 from your own 48. You're near midfield. You only need need a field goal. goal. You only need a field goal, and you throw it into that. Triple coverage. What did he see? A double coverage. What did he see? I don't know. And that's the thing is when Jimmy Garoppolo throws that pick over the middle, he just doesn't see it. Can't tell you what it is. Maybe he sees it and he relies too much on his on his 
quick release. I don't know, but he's not gotten away with it. Ricardo in San Francisco, what the hell happened tonight, man? You know, a lot of people want to be able to, or a lot of people will say, you know, yeah, it's not all Jimmy's fault. You know what? It is. It's his and Kyle's. You know, Kyle Shanahan has a constant thing to call run plays on third downs. It'll be third and 10, third and 15, and his thought process is let's run the ball. You know, I don't know how many times we have seen the run game has not been effective. You know, he thinks, oh, Jeff, Jeff Wilson won't do it. Let's throw Debo back there, and Debo won't do it. You know, it's just it's mind-boggling how they just it just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just how, I don't know how many times. Jimmy has gone into this game where it's winning at the beginning of the game, and as soon as the second cap comes, it's just downhill from there. And, you know, our defense played outstanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Our defense played very well, which is why I will say that Trey Lance, once he comes back, he is going to come back phenomenal. He, people will say he didn't play well. In the Chicago game, I don't mm-hmm. think that. I think the weather and so many other factors came into it. But he played well. I'm just, I'm so over Jimmy, and I've been pro-Jimmy and pro-Shanahan for the longest, but just seeing Kyle Shanahan's bad play calling and Jimmy G's bad throws. He cannot lead our receivers, and when he does lead our receivers, it's an interception or it's an overthrow. He's mm-hmm. always underthrowing our receivers. It's just, oh my goodness, it's so bad. All right, thanks, Ricardo. Yeah, that's, I mean... He doesn't consistently make plays. And that's my whole point. Is like what we saw tonight was not different. It was just, oh, it's just like they can lose games like that every single time they go out because they're they don't have that like that's why they tried to fire this guy and couldn't. So they bring him back and they lose a game eleven to ten. Like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And, and we, Maybe. we we talked know, all off season. Like, what was the talk? It was playmakers, uh, and, and we thought it was going to be Trey mm-hmm. throwing it to him, not Jimmy. But it was playmakers. We talked about how Kittle and Kittle was out there, kind of a non factor. The the four catches for twenty eight yards obviously brings the blocking component mm-hmm. into things. But we talked Debo, we talked Ayuk, we talked Kittle. Talked Elijah Mitchell. Obviously, the Elijah Mitchell uh, loss hurts more than you'd realize because Wilson only got the 12 carries, and they clearly don't feel comfortable with Jordan Mason or Marlon Mack with those two combining for one carry. Jordan Mason was the only one that got a carry out of the two. Right. So you have... Now we're overlooking that Elijah Mitchell injury because if he's back there, you're probably rushing it more than 19 times tonight. Sure. Maybe a different outcome. Who knows? But Brandon Ayuk... That was someone the entire offseason, people were raving about him. And I don't think it's on Ayuk. He, he hasn't had any chances. He went three catches for 39 yards and a touchdown on the first two drives tonight and then didn't have a catch the rest of the game. Had, had eight targets, but how many of those targets were actually... I feel like two or three of those targets were the, the ones that ended up being batted in the air. Where it was yeah. just force-fed in there, double coverage on him. I mean, I saw that ball flying up in the air so many times tonight. I can't believe it was on both sides. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of interceptable throws. Well, we didn't. We haven't talked much about Russell Wilson. I can't believe that Denver paid this guy as much as they did. Holy smokes! I know he's Russell Wilson. I know he's done a lot, but look, he carried that Seahawks franchise, him and the defense, for a long time, and his back's clearly hurting. Something's going on because he was. That, that throw that he had right into the dirt when the boo birds just started coming out, yeah. right into the grass, that was awful. That was brutal, like, dude. You're paying him how much to do that? Yeah. He did not he did not look good tonight. He, he pulled out good. but he pulled out the one drive. He hasn't looked good all season. He pulled out he pulled out the one drive. Pulled out the one throw. Um, and uh, Melvin Gordon uh, capitalized on it. Three tight ends. Extra offensive line. Touchdown, Denver. Man. Broncos. Then they tried to go for two. Didn't get it. And Wilson for the two, and the inside it gets broken up. Try to get the little slant to Javante Williams. Javon Kinlaw's big arm got in the way. Mike Tirico on the call there for uh, for both highlights for NBC. And that was, that was again, 11 to 10. I feel like that's peak, like, 49ers under Kyle Shanahan. Is giving up 10... With the the touchdown coming late in the fourth quarter, 
and and losing 11 to 10 or giving up 11. So just in case you were wondering, how many teams do you think lost a football game where they gave up less than 14 points this weekend? Oh, how many just this weekend? Yes. I can't think of any off the top of my head. There's one. Oh, okay. Uh, Tampa Bay only gave up 14. So 14 or less, I guess you could oh, okay. say. They gave up okay. 14 and lost 14-12. But aside from that, and granted, 11 would have been fine. So yeah. every, It's a brutal loss. I mean, you gave up 11 points, and you're Lost. losing the game. And Nick Bosa said it before the season. Um, it, it was that soundbite that was circulating, and we, uh, we don't usually put Bosa and soundbites in the same sentence, but Bosa said basically, look, all Trey Lance has to do is go out there and not screw this thing up, and our defense is so good that we're going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And for three and a half quarters, I wouldn't say that Jimmy necessarily screwed it up, he just didn't do anything to give you any separation. And the defense was on life support. They they give up one big play, basically, and they're they're done with. That's the ballgame. That's the ballgame. One it's, play. It's I mean, the defense an, was outstanding. It's such an impossible way to play football. Rob in L.A., all the way down there in L.A., wants to jump in and, and talk about this 11-10 49ers loss in Denver. Rob, you're on with Kyle and Chuck. What's up? Hey guys, just want to say um, it's getting uh, totally uh, predictable, and you know, it looks like the real genius is Mike McDaniel over in Miami. He's three and zero right now. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of these plays, uh, all of us are calling what's going to happen uh, when we're watching the plays uh, on TV. You can just call the plays out, man. We all see what's going on. It's so predict- predictable. Yep. We're all uh, pretty pretty pissed about all this. And, you know, Kyle, he just he keeps choking, man. I believe they said Russell Wilson and the, uh, the Broncos were on the field for 70 plays. So how is the defense going to, you know, hold up after 70 plays or whatever? And the offense can't sustain anything. It's just... Yep. Repeating over and over, and it's like what Grant Cohn says: Jimmy uh, is not even a net net zero; he's just negative. Whereas, as, if Trey was playing, if he's a net zero, at least you know the offense can have big plays. But he's out for the year, so yeah, um, yeah this is just predictable. And you know, maybe it's Brock Purdy time, guys. Thanks for the call, Rob. I don't think it's Brock Purdy time. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Yeah, and that's 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 what we we're talking. That's why they moved on. Like, despite all the winning and despite all the, the Week 18 last year and the Saints game and, the, and that, the Cardinals, whatever games you want to point to, there's a reason the 49ers wanted to move on. And it's because they could play a virtually perfect football game and still lose because of the limitations of their quarterback. We saw it tonight. Like, this was just a quintessential 49ers loss with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Danker in San Francisco. You're on overtime with Kyle and Chuck. What's up, Danker? What's up, gentlemen? Um, so I think this all boils down to the line, and I'll tell you the first red flag for me was the first game with Mitchell. He had a great game, but do you notice his big gains were he was cutting back on holes that weren't there. Mm-hmm. Line wasn't doing their job, and Lance, Lance's mobility and his feel for the pocket was kind of, you know, he was uh, help, you know he was escaping and he didn't really see the breakdown as much. Sure. And then now once you place Jimmy in, you see it a little more. And poor Jimmy, like, I think it all really comes down to that injury. On top of the fact the NFL D linemen are so fast these days, mm-hmm. you have to have a little escapability just to create that extra time knowing it's you can have the best line O-line in the world. There's going to be someone who's going to get through at some point, and you're right. going to have to at least create room. And I just believe, unfortunately, the league is past Jimmy as far as his makeup and his injuries set him back. And I, I wish the best for him, but if the line, if he was had a great line, he might, you know, be really good. Mm-hmm. He is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. He, I don't want to discredit him, but it's not really fair to anyone. with the And the line, the young guys look good, but it's not that fair for even to compare Lance, to compare Jimmy, when the, you know, the elephant in the room is we have some young guys on the line, and until we trust them, how, how can a quarterback trust them? No doubt. Thanks, Danker. And that's a big, I mean, that was a big question mark going into the year, but through the first couple weeks, if you ask football people and you 
talk metrics or whatever you want to do. You got people watching, you got the numbers, people, whatever. It was all like, yeah, the line's doing pretty well. But that's another, again, another problem when it came to Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's been a problem. That's not new. This goes back to, I mean, 2018. Like, man, he's not great under pressure. Not very good when the pocket collapses. We talked about that earlier. I mean, he hits the top of his drop. If the throw's not there, he gets happy feet. It's not like a casual rollout by time. It's like an immediate panic sets in. And I don't know if that's because he doesn't trust the offensive line, but that's been the case for the last couple years with him. So it's not exclusive to this O-line. And sometimes your offensive line is not going to make a play, and then it's on the quarterback to do so. And that's kind of the point, right? It's like everything has to be perfect for Jimmy Garoppolo to succeed. Like, hey, if he had a great offensive line, okay, yeah, well, there's not that many great offensive lines in the league. So figure it out. Yeah, I'm just sitting here and, and, and trying to decipher what he did really well tonight. And I can't think of anything. I mean, in terms of... I can't think of anything. I've got nothing. I, I, have, I have nothing for you. They ran 52 plays. They were 5.1 yards per play. Garoppolo put it in the air 29 times. He got picked once. Uh, he threw one touchdown. And here's what I think Robin's getting wrong. We want Jimmy to succeed. Yes. Like, we want Jimmy to succeed more than anyone. There would be nothing anyone. better than the end of this year, Jimmy Garoppolo hoisting a Lombardi. The, the 30 for 30 that, that would come out of Jimmy Garoppolo hoisting the Lombardi on a victory lap after being retired and coming back. Like I think most of 49ers nation, all of 49ers nation, like who doesn't want the guy to succeed? Most people do. However, I think people feel like they've just seen enough to where they know it's like that. Uh, it, it's, it's basically like a horror movie. You go, you're watching it, you're 90 minutes in, the main character is still alive, but you've already seen the sequel, and you know that the main character eventually is going to get attacked by the monster, and you're just waiting, 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 and there it goes. Right. So, that's, yeah. that's, and I, and I, I don't know if that's uh, the greatest analogy, but you know what I'm getting at in the point where you know it's coming eventually. Everyone always says that, that Garoppolo mistake that loses the 49ers a game where they had a chance to win it. And we saw it, and there's no one else to blame in that situation because it was first down, and he threw it into double coverage with a linebacker waiting right there to pick it off. Yeah, and I think Danker made a good point. The escapability, the inability to like evade pass rushers, whether that's in or out of the pocket, like that first down on the last drive where he took a sack, like that's not he. That should be a play where he can escape and 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 get rid of it, right? And I just, I'm, I, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Like I thought after watching Jimmy against Seattle, it was like, oh man, we're gonna get like double birds, Jimmy, this year, where he's letting those those throws down the but field fly, and he's let's, let's hold our horses. There's a lot of season left. I think we know may, how this story's we'll get getting end up. Sure, you know? maybe we get there, but but, but tonight I can't react to week ten, man. Yeah, and and here's what we know: we know that the 49ers have probably played their easiest three game stretch of the season. The Bears are the Bears. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks. Are not good at all. Two not very After good watching teams. them today against the uh, the Falcons, they're uh, I've officially declared them the worst team in the NFC West. Great, and I don't think the Broncos are good. So that's three teams right there, and now you sit at one and two, yeah. hosting the Rams. It's not. It's definitely not going it's to not get ideal. easier. Not, not going to get Bob. easier. Uh, I see everybody on the line. We will get to you on the other side. How do you fix the 49ers? 888 9570 I'm Kyle. He's Chuck. This is overtime on ninety five seven. The game. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 